Good morning and welcome to another edition of Senior Smarts on Classic Hits, K-Wayne 106, which is brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. I'm joined by my show co-host, Debbie Bradley. We have another great guest lined up. Debbie, a great topic today. Fire away. We do. Um, I'm honored that we can um, talk about our Meals on Wheels program today. And um, it seems that there's always a number of questions out there in the community about the program and um, the wonderful things it does. So I want to welcome Sarah Jennings today. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. So before I even, uh, I want to give a couple of stats, but before I do that, Sarah is kind of the queen of Meals on Wheels. Sarah, how long have you been helping and working and coordinating the Meals on Wheels program in the Red Wing area? 40 years, maybe? Yeah, 40. Four decades. I can't even believe that. That's just amazing. But I do want to let the community know that the Meals on Wheels Association of America, they have projected in 2025, so in just four or three and a half years, an estimated 9.5 million senior Americans will experience some form of food insecurity, about 75% higher than the number was in 2005. In 2025, an estimated 3.9 million senior Americans will actually be at risk of hunger. And in 2025, an estimated 1 million senior Americans will suffer because they are so hungry. So with that, I want to be able to um, let, you know, have a conversation here with Jack talking and Sarah too about the Meals on Wheels program in the Red Wing area. Sarah, um, what are the main things that the Meals on Wheels program provides? Well, I would say it provides a very healthy meal, and our meals are certified through a, um, we have a dietitian look to the meals to make sure they are um, healthy for the, res- or for the clients, and mm-hmm. also it gives a check-in with the clients to make sure they're doing okay they have a that one-on-one with our drivers so that helps too right so they have somebody that actually physically sees them so uh-huh. they can see if they've happened to had a fall or um, you know something doesn't look right or they don't sound like they're talking right that they could actually call for help for the person where um, when they don't have that contact then obviously that wouldn't be happening correct I have a question here, Debbie. I'll pop in right now. Yeah. What are your numbers looking like for drivers, for volunteers? How, how do people get in touch uh, if they are wanting to volunteer their services for Meals on Wheels? Sarah, do you want to take that? Um, our drivers, we could use more drivers at any time, and um, they would contact me, and my number is 651-385-5444. And we would just um, visit with them and get them lined up to go out with another driver so they could figure out the route and take it from there. But we're always looking for more drivers. Sarah, if somebody is delivering a route for Meals on Wheels, how many stops generally would they have and how long would that take them to do that? Um, There's probably, on the average, is maybe 10 stops. And it usually takes, anywhere between, I would say, 45 minutes to an hour. 
So, I mean, okay. some people could even do it on their lunch hour if they want. Sure. We do have a few people that do that. Yeah. And then how many days a week do the drivers deliver the meals? It just varies. I mean, you know, I mean, if they just want to do it once a week, that's fine, or twice a week, whatever they are willing to help out with. Okay. And then what about the people who receive the meals? What if this is their only source of food? Do they just go hungry then on Saturday and Sunday, or what happens to them? We can send out a frozen meal on Friday for the weekend. We would Two extras, right, for Saturday yep. and Sunday? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Okay. I do want to let the listening audience know, too, that as of July 2021, we are going to have a, a significant cut in our funding. And so um, in order to alleviate a little bit of that hardship, I would like to propose, um, you know how um, people in Red Wing are just so nice. I mean, they're they're beyond Minnesota nice. And um, sometimes people get together with their friends and they pay for their friend's lunch or a stranger or somebody who's new to town. I would like to propose that we can have the ability to take someone virtually to lunch. So if anybody has the kindness in their heart that they think, you know what, I would like to help out a little bit, um, a meal is um, just under $7, so if they could send $7, and um, I don't know if this is tax deductible or not. Sarah, do you know? I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? No, I'm just going to say check with your tax person because um, this might be, uh, because we are a, ta- a nonprofit organization who is running this program, um, if you can get a tax deduction for this, but if you um, have some funds and you'd l- really like to be able to give to a worthy cause, we know this for many people who are um, being cared for through our Meals on Wheels program, this is the linchpin that will keep them in their home. Um, that's, the, that's the one thing that still allows them to stay in their home is to be able to have food. Um, a lot of people, you know, their homes are paid for, other things are taken care of, but it's just that idea of if they can just have food every single day, that's the number one thing that can keep people in their homes. So that idea of taking someone virtually to lunch. So for a $7 amount times however many people you want to take to lunch, if you would um, want to send that in a check, and of course in the the memo you'd write um, Meals on Wheels, um, and you could send it to our address here up at St. Crispin, which is 213 Pioneer Road. Um, Sarah, what are some other things people should know, or Jack, that, that you kind of are curious about with the Meals on Wheels program? Oh, I, I could chime in here, uh, ladies. This would be for Sarah. You've been involved in this, as you said, for about 40 years. How has the demand changed in that 40-year time period? How have the costs changed over those 40 years, if you could let our listening audience know? The cost has gone up a lot, but a lot of that is because of the food has gone up also, so we need to compensate for the difference. And um, it was like maybe $5 like two years ago, and we had to increase because of the food, so now that's why it's almost $7 a meal. Um, Yeah, that's with the cost part of it. Yeah, as far as the numbers are concerned, how many? Okay, yeah, Yeah. and then the numbers, um, when we started, we had probably like 80 people that were on, and now it has come down to like maybe 40. But that, like I say, a lot of it probably is cost. A lot of them can't afford that 
that money situation. So. And Debbie, as you said, yeah, the virtual lunch, fabulous idea. Hopefully a lot of people pick up on it. That would be a tremendous help. That would be a great help because I remember at one point when I first started writing these grants, um, you know, seven years ago, I remember, Sarah, that you told me at one point you tried to you, um, increase the cost of the meal for Meals on Wheels because the cost of the food was going up, but even then also a number of people dropped off when the, the cost was increased because people couldn't afford it. So um, it's just a hardship all around for people when they can't afford the meal and also for us as the facility trying to afford the cost of purchasing the food to be able to give, to be able to deliver to the people who are hungry. Yep, that is correct, Debbie. Just want to pop in here, Debbie. We have about two minutes left in the show, so a couple of more minutes to go over any other ground or break some new ground. Well, I will tell you, according to the statistics here, is that those seniors who in, that are included in our community that are participants in the Meals on Wheels program are people that are at risk for food insecurity. They're usually significantly more likely to be in poor or fair health. So obviously, as far as this nutritious meal, it's not just, oh, yeah, I want, you know, another meal or some more food in my stomach, but they really need the nutrition of this meal to, for their sustaining health. And also these people are significantly more likely to have lower intakes of energy and major vitamins. So then again, it's that, um, the nutrition they would receive. Also, these people are more likely to have limitations in their activities of daily living. And then because of the Meals on Wheels program, we aim to continue to feed 100% of our qualified callers. So we, do, we make every effort to be able to get to every single person who calls um, and wants to be on the Meals on Wheels program. So with that, I would ask you to think about this idea of taking someone virtually to lunch. Um, if you can do that, maybe in exchange for a cup of coffee here or there. Um, we know those can be five to six bucks if we get a deluxe coffee drink. And um, just know the good that you're doing. And with that, thank you, Sarah Jennings, for being with us today. Yep, thank you, Debbie. And with that, Benedictine Living Community of Red Wing is changing aging in Red Wing. All right, Debbie and Sarah, thank you very much. Very informative show, and that is Senior Smarts on Classic Hits, K-Wing 106, brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. We'll see you with another show next week.